0: Welcome to Undefeated, the podcast. I'm Bria. Every athlete has a unique story. And when we share our stories, we create opportunities for others to receive hope, courage, and understanding for their own journey. Your chance to get inspired starts now. Today, my guest is Will You a former University of Florida Gator and now a professional basketball player. Listen in as Will shares his experience with teamwork and relationships, being away from home, transitioning from overseas, and a life-changing experience through volunteering, and much more. Let's start with an icebreaker. If you could take any famous person to dinner, who would it be and why?
1: Uh, I will have to go with... Uh, I want to go with... Only one person, okay? I'll go with Will Smith. Really? Yes. I'll go with him because I want to know about just him as a human being and his experiences and how he was able to, obviously, throughout his movies, for everything he was done, being able to be an, uh, an impactful person. I think that people listen to him, and even t- today, he still has a huge impact on, on this community in general, uh, I think today that's the guy we want to sit down and and talk to. Uh, obviously, I have uh, other people as far as you know uh, that have been a big part of history, just in general, that had an impact also on on black history. That I think that would be a really good thing for me to sit down and talk to them. But I think with me is just just a, just a special person with just his vision about just life in general, and I just want to know about. Just know about him and what he thinks about different subjects.
0: Wow, I couldn't agree more. Um, Is that someone you've been a fan of for a a really long time?
1: Yes, I have. I have. I watched most of his movies. Uh, What's your favorite movie? uh, The Pursuit of Happiness. That's Uh, an emotional one. It is the emotional one, yes. It is. (laughs) (laughs) I I just like the story. I like the face of the story. uh, i just like the the way it started the, the struggles the the ending uh the way the movie was made i just like everything about the movie really have you been keeping up with um
0: red table talk i actually just watched this morning uh, with uh will smith
1: i saw i mean a few videos quick videos on it but i haven't watched the whole thing but i heard the whole thing was really really good so i have to I have to get to that but i haven't had a chance to uh actually watch the the whole uh the whole interview so I
0: watched this interview of you, you did with um, Patrick Young years ago about your relationship on the team and something that really struck me was your answer to this question, friendship or teammates, what's more important? And you answered friendship. Can you yes. explain to me why that was your answer?
1: Uh, because I think that I always value friendship uh, throughout my life. I think that especially when I got to college when I got to the states, I was able to meet some you know great person great people, and they um allowed me to become the person I'm today and it's just so, more than basketball I have friends people now that don't play basketball you know that we don't, we don't have a team a specific team you know but we are just friends and I find i think friendship is worth important because you can it's bigger than just what's on the court you know. And obviously, if you are really friends with someone and he's also a teammate, that's just going to be beneficial for the team. It's just more than just being a teammate. it's just being a brother being a being a friend. I think that friendship you know overall just helps your team become become a better team and uh, the, the togetherness uh it just just rise. It makes things so much better
0: and with so many like different personality types and backgrounds and diversities, how do you find common ground and build friendships with people who are just so different from you?
1: it's ah, a good question um you have to listen uh you have to listen first and foremost you have to be open-minded because people have uh different stories different backgrounds different struggles uh different languages uh patience also is is huge and not being afraid you not know, to learn and not being afraid of things that are different you know the fact that him or your teammate whoever thinks differently or see whatever something that's talking about differently I think that having a conversation about it can be really helpful and uh, I would say also being open-minded I think I said that before but I think you know just allowing yourself to just learn learn and understand that hey there's different things out there there's different things that I can learn from uh, and I think that that's the beauty of friendship and I think that that's what opens the door to to, to different friendship, and that's how friendship goes eventually
0: what was the transition? Did you go from high school to Florida, or were you like in a college in France and then you went to Florida?
1: Uh, I was in high school in Florida, actually. I went, uh, I did my 11th grade and 12th grade in high school in Florida, in Melbourne, oh, okay. uh, which is uh, close to Orlando, Melbourne, Florida. I went to a military school, which was uh, called FAA, Florida Academy, and I think now the The name changed, but I was in high school first before uh, coming to college. I was in high school for two years.
0: Did you ever feel like you needed to fit in when you came to Florida? Did you find any difficulties in that transition, being someone from a different country and then trying to fit in with, you know, American norms and, you know, that different way of life?
1: I think I felt that a little bit when I was in high school. So I didn't come straight from, you know, from France to, to college. I think the two us I did in high school really helped me uh, oh, the great thing about my high school is that the school was an international school so there were a lot of kids from all over the world um, Asia some Russians some um, people from Puerto Rico uh, from Europe so a lot from Africa's like I was still you know myself I did not really have to adjust because I feel like I was I was in the community where there was a lot of people that was from different places uh, when I got to college obviously I was the, I think I was the only one. Uh, from uh from out of the country. So it was a bit different but uh I feel like my teammates especially the guys I came with uh were really open. I knew some of the guys before I played with uh with Scotty before I played against Pat actually in high school. Mm-hmm. So uh, they were all complete strangers. And uh some guys also, you know uh went to Florida before me. They're also French. Uh, you know so it wasn't like I felt like I really need to fit in, and you know, Florida is a big school, and I got to also meet some people that, you know, are from where I'm from, uh, from French, French speakers as well, so I didn't feel like I was alone, so it wasn't, it wasn't too bad.
0: Nice. What would you say is the most difficult thing you went through as a student-athlete at Florida?
1: <sighs> wow. Um... I mean, I could talk about my family, obviously being far away, but that's not. I, I would think that's that's the most difficult one because I got used to that. Uh, uh, I would say that injuries uh, were pretty tough for my part because I had some injuries, and I feel like the timing was was terrible. Mm. Uh, you know, understanding that you know, uh, it's part of being not, you know, being injured and uh, fighting your way your way back, it's also uh, part of, you know, being ugly. you just, I've been just tried in so many ways, mentally, physically, uh, and I think that was a really tough part for me, because I felt, I want I to play so bad, I want to be, a, uh, I want to be able to help, and um, ultimately, in the long run, I understand that I was, I had to go through that to become, you know, the person I, I am today, and I felt like that experience really helped me, but at the moment, just injuries, in general, I think that that would be, really, really, that was really tough for me because I felt like I was alone. Sometimes I wish you know, my family could have been here with me. Although I had a, a great support system in uh, in Florida, uh, I just feel like during that moment I, I wish you know I could have been closer closer to my family, but I couldn't. So.
0: And um, speaking of being far away from your family, how did you manage that, um, or get through that? What was that like for you?
1: Uh, like again, the two the two years in high school kind of me for that uh, and you know when I was in, when I was in France I was already in boarding school so I was already away from home since I was like 13 I just knew that um, I had to go through that I had to be you able know, to be away from home to experience different things, to develop as a human being and to become a better player uh, and uh, I just knew that uh, that was my path I understood that when I was really young uh, I was able to have great friends, like I said, uh, great families that I met uh, when I was in, in, uh, in college, when I was in the States. So they were allowed, kind of like took me in and, you know, they were kind of like my second or third families that I have I had out there. And that's what really helped me, really, because uh, I wasn't going, I didn't go home for Christmas. I didn't celebrate Christmas anytime during my college uh, career. Uh, I was only going home for a little bit during the summer. But uh, I just knew that that was going to pay off. I somehow I just had faith that it was going to pay off, and I had to. That's where I needed to be. And there was nothing at home for me uh, as far as you know uh, basketball. Really. I just knew that I had to be here in college in the states to play basketball and get my degree. And uh, after that, I obviously had to make some sacrifices, and one of them was to obviously being away from my family. But communication and and uh, And all the new technology, I guess, that's kind of made it a little easier.
0: That's got to be really hard.
1: Yeah. It's really hard, I suppose, especially when it's tough, when you're not doing so well. Uh, But uh, I don't know. I just, I feel like, you know, since I was in boarding school before and when I came to to the States, you know, it was kind of the same thing. Uh, But then after that, I met some great people, too, you know, a past family. Uh, invited us sometime. Of course, this family also invited us, you know, over for Thanksgiving and stuff like that. I was spending Christmas with other families, but I just feel like that's what I need to go to, and that's what I need to experience. And I think that's gonna—I was, I was going to help me in the future, and I think he—he did because I—if I, I wasn't for if I, if I, if I never went to college, I would never been here to that thing. So,
0: and how did you feel college sports prepared you for playing basketball professionally?
1: Uh, just the discipline. Uh, I feel like you are kind of a professional athlete a little bit when you're in college. Obviously, you have to go to school, but you have to be on time for different uh, appointments you have. You have to be on edge, you have to take care of your body. Uh, and I think in college that really prepares you for, for pros because you, you train a certain way. Uh, you have to, you know, make sure you eat the right way, uh, take care of your body, uh, get some rest. Uh, of water, just little things like that that they put uh, they put together for you and for you for for yourself for your body to, to feel well. Uh, and obviously, traveling the games that are, you know play like two or three games, at least two games every seven days or seven to ten days. So that that pace also prepares you for for next level.
0: And did you ever have difficulties like finding balance with you know all the different things you had to do? You know you had your student obligations and then you had obligations to you know just having a social life if you guys ever had a social life <laughs> i feel like basketball is one of those sports that you guys are just like really really disciplined like constantly together constantly doing basketball things volunteering i never really see you guys party
1: well i would say that uh, basketball is one of the longest seasons you know, it starts. We start, I think, in November, and it's all the way until uh, you know April. Uh, I mean March and, and April, if you go all the way, but pretty much March. Uh, I I think that pretty, I think I've really find balance by just really focusing on the things I need to do. Uh, obviously, I think I think I don't know if you saw, me, but we we went out when we could. We went out. I think I think I had a good time in college because I, I went out often. But I was able to, to manage. As I got older, I was able to figure out, you know, what my body needs. You know, I think when you first get to college, you know, you have all this energy and you think you can just be everywhere, <laughs> all over the place. Yeah. But as you get older, you understand that you know, there's some things you need to do, there's some places you need to be at, and you don't have to do everything. So I was just having my focus on different things. I wasn't, I was really focusing on basketball, and I got injured also. So you have to, like, think about what your body needs. And some things you can do when you're a freshman, you probably won't be able to do when you're, when you're when you're senior, and that understanding of your body and and how uh, how you can you know learn about yourself and your limits, and that's really what really helped me being on edge. Uh, I had, I really struggled my senior year because um, I changed my major, so I had to my, my sophomore year, so I had to kind of just catch up on a lot uh, my senior year to be able to get a degree. So I was really stressed about you know about that. So I had to you know I had a few nights when I wasn't sleeping, I had to stay up all night to study and all that stuff, which kind of short, kind of hard, really hard, but I managed to, to get it done somehow, so that's the wow. only struggle I think I really had when I was missing here.
0: And then you say you changed majors, um, what major did you change to?
1: Uh, I, I changed, I was, um, my first major was economics, then I then I started having this new major, it was international studies, and I found it extremely interesting, so I, I switched to that, but it was my sophomore year. I think I think it takes three years to get it, so I had to like speed it out my work to be able to to get my degree. It's
0: funny. I changed majors too, and it was really a headache. It's like you're trying to play catch up, and yes, you You know, you want to graduate on time, and it's just. Did you end up graduating on time? Like, did it work did. out for you?
1: I did end up graduating on time. Nice. Uh, I think was, yeah, that was uh, when I finally got the the call for my. Uh, my advisor uh, yeah, that was a uh, that's the best feeling
0: <laughs> big relief right <laughs> yeah. yes yes yeah um did you did you ever feel like you were fighting against stereotypes as a basketball player
1: <sighs> that's a good question uh in some way, yes, but again, I'm kind of like European, so it's like it was like an American stereotype, yes, but I feel like I was kind of like a different category, if, if you know what I mean. I wasn't like those typical yeah. American basketball player. you know. I was with your friend, so I was kind of like aside from all that, I wasn't really, you know. Obviously, when you see me, you think, okay, me, this guy is, you know, typical basketball player, is American, whatever. But once you forget to talk to me or know me, you realize that I'm not that the typical, you know, American basketball player. I feel like I wasn't really. Um I didn't really feel that. Maybe I feel like my my teammate did, but I didn't really feel that uh on on me. I mean if that makes sense on that, but
0: yeah, for sure. What about volunteering and um, you know, working with any of the nonprofits? Did you have any experience with that?
1: Yes, volunteering was amazing to me because um it helped me understand, you know, my platform and what I can do with um, my voice and just my, my appearances and, you know, just going from saying hi to someone or taking a picture, whatever it is, just going out your way and doing something to make somebody else happy I understood how important that was and how easy that was and how, how much, you know, us being athletes we can benefit, well, uh, it can be beneficial for us, but also especially for the families, for people that, you know, go to wherever they go to and you just make you realize that whatever you're going through right now has, it's nothing. You know, yeah. I met this kid that was Caden. Uh, in, uh, I don't know if you heard about it, but we met this kid that was Caden when I was in college and he was fighting um, cancer, he'd be cancer twice. So wow. I created, I created, I mean created, I have, I have a relationship with him now, until today. I still talk to him today, until today. But I met him in 2013 or 12. And I we met me up. I met him randomly because we were doing a visit in uh a, a chance hospital. And for some reason, we walked into his room. We were supposed to walk to his room. But we walked to his room, and we ended up talking for like 45 minutes. And I created I, I have a relationship with him, but we created relationship back then. And we trying to help him out. And I was I was able to see him grow. I was able to see him fight through uh, both cancer, and I was able to see him beat them. So it's like when I look at you know my injuries and you know the fact that maybe I'm going to whatever I'm going to I'm a little tired, I was think about this kid about you know what he was able to to do, how much he fought, and I think that those uh, those uh, time when you volunteer just makes you realize that you know what you, what you're dealing with it's not it's not that bad man you you're gonna be yeah. alright you
0: know, you're not gonna the be
1: alright people dealing with like real stuff like. Um, Life or death situations, you know what I'm saying? Like no house, uh, no where to sleep, no no food, you know what I'm saying? And like you, sometimes you just look back and you are just like, man, I'm exhausted. I don't want to do this. I don't do that. We get food on the table, you know. You have nothing to worry about a scholarship. And I feel like those moments when I was able to get out and help out, and especially creating this situation with his kid and his family, and seeing him like build, like seeing him literally going from being close to die to like. Being able to come to one of my games was just like an amazing experience, and that would, that I will use for the rest Side because it just made me realize that you know it's not all about sports first of all, mm-hmm. and you know, and health is just it's bigger than anything else. So if you're a healthy, man, like I yeah, man, you even if you have a little injury, you you gonna be okay. Because the, the kid was, I think, one one half or two, mm-hmm. and he was able to uh, to be canceled twice. And me, that's kind of the highlights of my college career, honestly. So I, I'm really thankful that, you know, they have those kind of, uh, they make us do those things, you know, going to, to the hospital, going to, to help out, just volunteering. I think that's important because we don't understand how much it can impact other people. It can actually impact us. It impacted me with, a lot. And uh, I think that that's one of the highlights, like I said, of, uh, of my career.
0: That's incredible. Yeah. So how do you use your platform now?
1: Um, now, well, I feel like basketball is not as big, you know, in Europe as it is in the States, especially in college. College basketball is huge. Mm-hmm. In college, we, with that, with that we were able to, uh, we we're trying to have a documentary my senior year, and we we're trying to raise money to um, create like, like a short movie about him and his experiences, you know, him going from, you know, having to beat cancer twice to him, you know, walking and coming to Uganda just being a normal kid. And we wasted the money pretty fast when he did that, but he ended up being shut down by the ATA because, uh, I guess, it wasn't allowed, you know, yeah. because we were wasting money and using, I guess, our platform to do so. So today I would say that I, I just use my platform. I, I mean, I help out when I can. I'm trying to help some kids from uh, where I'm from here. Uh, I had a kid coming here doing some camps and staying here with me uh, this week. So I'm just trying to help out. I just feel like anything little to help. Uh, I do some camps every every summer, with some kids from uh from kids from where I'm from here in France, uh, and trying to just help them. The games, and I just feel like ultimately that's 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 what we here. That's that's the reason why we're on earth for. It's just to help out, and I have so many stories when people help me out, like they ask for nothing, and it's just you are just going out of their way to help out. I feel like that's what I need to do. If I can do it every day, I'll do it. And I, I feel like that's that's how it is, and when that's how I was raised, so and that's something that I'll continue doing, hopefully.
0: Wow, it seems like like volunteering and just having that experience, kind of. It just—I don't know—it gives gratitude to this the sport in general. It's like you need it. I never would have thought that like something like volunteering could actually like benefit your sport. You know, I think a lot of yes. people look at it as separate.
1: I mean, I just—I just feel like you just you just realize that you're just dealing with different things here. Like you, I mean, college sport is is really hard. It's it's demanding on your body, mentally. It's extremely tough, but. Think about if you had to like wake up every day in the hospital and your kid is fighting for his life every single day you don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, like you don't know. And I and I saw that and I was able. I mean, my, my story is, is nice because the kid right now is like eight or nine years old and he's fully healthy. He has not cancer anymore, so he's it's, it's, it's good. But mm-hmm. all the stories don't end like that, you know. All the kids don't end up doing that because I'm thankful because I was able to see see the happy ending. And they don't all end like that. And I just feel like you just like realize there's also more than sports. And maybe when you when you realize that you're just trying to just think about outside of sports, what I can do on campus, you know, what I can learn on campus about different other things, how I can use my time to actually have a more a better impact on campus, whether whether than you know other than just playing ball. what can I where can I go? And I was able to just go you know, do different things. We're passing our flyers. We met a lot of people. We have raised money, it was just crazy because I was like, well, I can really like, with the fact that I'm, I'm a college athlete, I can really do other things than just being a basketball player on the court. And people say, hey, he plays basketball, but that, that's it. There's nothing else. Or he plays sport. He does that. But does that they don't really know who you are as a human being. They don't know what your values are. They don't know what you, what you think, how you, I don't know, how you carry yourself. You just know you just play a sports? And I feel mm-hmm. like, with college, especially today, with all the horses you have in college, you can really be more than just an athlete. And more people are starting to understand that. And it's really great.
0: Wow. And one of the things you said um, that really struck me, which I completely agree with, is college sports is a really, it's its difficult. It's, it's not difficult, but it's, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of hard work. Do you think that, um, athletes should be getting paid for it, or what's your outlook on that? Because you know that's been something that people have been talking about for such a long time. Why aren't athletes getting paid?
1: Uh, I think there has to be some kind of policy, maybe, but I feel like it'll be tough because you have you know different schools, you have different sports, you have small, mid, major, you know, big schools. You know how do you like kind of like make everybody happy? Like how do you so? Is it going to be the most team that brings the most revenue? Is those people that's going to get the most money? Like, how do you kind of have like a policy to make sure everybody gets a cut? I think that's the biggest part. I think somehow maybe they can find a way to help these kids out, giving them know, more money somehow, more meals. I don't know what it is, but have to figure out a way to have a policy where it's uh, it's kind of like even. But can it really be even? Because not every sport in diff- in every school bring the same revenue.
0: That's true. So like
1: how do you how do you how do you like how you mix how do you create something that can kind of make everybody happy? You can't just pay okay basketball is bringing all this money, I'm just gonna pay the basketball players or football players, you know what I'm saying? Obviously some 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 point some probably gonna be like, okay, no that's not fair for all the sports, but i mean, all that stuff. So like how do you how do you find a way to kind of like balance it out? Because I think that's that's the main issue. Maybe they yeah, they should I think they should be Pay, give him some kind of money somehow. I don't know if it's cash or not, but maybe some mail, maybe some extra stuff. But like, eventually, everybody has to benefit from it. So, is it going to be only the main sports, or is it like all the sports? Is it going to be like male sports, female sport also? Like, how does that? Look? And that's, I think that's the, that's the main issue. I think that's uh, that's the MC has to, has to figure out.
0: Yeah, yeah. There's definitely a lot of um, I don't know, a lot of controversy around it. I mean, there's just so many questions that that has to be answered about it, but. Um, it's really but good. There's a lot of money. the money is there. The money is definitely there.
1: <laughs> the, money, <laughs> the money is there. So, but you have kids that get you know get the money before you know. So you have some guys that get paid. The family get you know. I'm saying like this. Some some the grand stuff that's going on. So I don't I don't know, but that's the money is there. The, the money <laughs> on the insane is is, is 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 insane. The money is there. Coaches are getting paid a lot of money as well so much but how do you how do you like how do you how do you how do you create a policy for that you know yeah but also what, what would the coach what would the coach get that much money and the players do not get nothing you mm. know what I'm saying like and our players really you know want for taking money before like players that want to like you know have family uh problems you know just that's their way out you know what I'm saying like all this stuff is like I honestly it's gonna be a right. Uh, way to do this, but I think eventually somehow the players will. I mean, some of the players will get paid, but I don't know how they're going to uh, to create a policy for that because not everybody's going to be happy for sure. Because that's that's not that's impossible.
0: Yeah, can't make that's everyone happy.
1: Can't, but the money's there though. So hopefully, I <laughs> can figure it out. Because they talked about they've been talking about this when I was in college. Uh, it's been four years out now, they're still talking about it. They're trying to figure out some ways to. I don't know, maybe create more opportunities for the kids. Every year, I talk about, oh, this player got some money, his family got some money on the table, whatever. Or... Every other something. So I don't know if they're ever going to uh, be able to sit on the table and we're going something together. The players, the NCAA, the coaches, and everybody just trying to figure something out for, for the players because it's for the, for the kids. What's best for, for them. I think that's the man. That's the man. That should be the man to go.
0: I wish it was a way that I mean they could figure it out because the hours and the amount of work that athletes put in, it's like it shouldn't be that difficult. The yeah. money's there, the the hard work is there, you know.
1: With- but some, some people will say, if you're not bringing money, why are you why are you even why are you even talking about it? You yeah. you, you is not bringing any money. You might win, I mean, you might win a lot, but you spot is not bringing no money. If you talk if you talk about facts and look at the receipt, you, you sport is down on TV every time. You know, he's not bringing any money. So why, why would you get paid? Why would you all get some money? You know what I'm saying? So, like, that's something that people can argue about for for a long time. And ultimately, it's like, yeah, you, I'm bringing money, so I should get paid. So who we talk about the most, basketball players getting some money or football players getting some money? Are there only two people that should be I in mean, the only two sports that should be getting money? You know what I'm saying? And, like, what about teams that don't have any football teams or any basketball teams? What about the females? You know, mm-hmm. what about a woman's force?
0: Yeah, that's true. That's tricky. Yeah,
1: it's true it's <laughs> really tricky. And then obviously the NCAA, I don't think they would really cap that much because their money coming in every single year. So it's like, how about you deal about this next year, or year after that, year after that. So. Yeah.
0: so you did say that you went through injuries and that was like one of the hardest things that you dealt with. How did you, you know, manage yourself mentally with dealing with injuries in a way that you kept yourself going, kept yourself motivated?
1: Uh, well, I would say that my trainer helped me a lot. Duke Warner he helped me a lot, um, and tell me about players, former players that actually had the same uh, injuries that were able to bounce back from it. And just looking forward to playing ball. Uh, I just seen the process of me getting stronger. Uh, I just think that I, you know, you feel like you, you know, you train all the time. Uh, you feel like you're doing everything to prevent those injuries, but I felt like I wasn't doing enough. I felt like well, after I got injured, I was like, man, why am, I, why am I injured? Like, I'm doing everything I'm supposed to be doing, but I wasn't. So I had to, you know, rethink about how I want my body to be, you know, what I have to eat, and just we think about the whole process of, you know, you being an athlete. So I just feel like, you know, I was just trying to maximize my time and make sure I was ready. Uh, for, for 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 my comeback and everything that was asked for me to do, I was doing it 100%, 130% to come back. When they tell me you need to rest, I will just rest. Due to i would just listen to everything people I, uh, was, were telling me. Especially my trainer, and ultimately, you know, I was able to come back. But for sure, not being able to play, uh, it's tough. But that's also part of uh, being an athlete. So yeah just gotta make sure when, and you listen listen to your body uh it'll come back uh, quicker because you think you know and just being aware of you know where you're at taking one day at a time and be thankful for the one day and just thankful for the little things also because when i was in question for like two months so <laughs> walking around question on campus for two months on question is not easy but just little things just make sure you realize that you know you are uh you are doing great and uh and I was just trying to just take one day at a time and try to improve every day.
0: Did you ever deal with fear after you've had those injuries and then you came back from them? Did you ever fear that you'd get injured? Did it kind of keep you from going
1: 100%? For sure. Uh, I mean, I had had a foot uh, injury, but that wasn't too bad because I was able to come back pretty fast. But I had a knee I had a knee surgery, and that really like, you know, scared me. But it's, it's just not the same. It's not the same with stuff. It's maybe also it's really tough because you might think that, you know, you think that your body is ready. You know your body is ready based on the test it's based on or just trying to understand you and based on what people see, but they can't see your head. They can't see what's in your mind. So it's like you're hesitant, you're scared a little bit, you don't think that you have it. You don't think you have it like you used to have it. So it's a process. Especially when you have like major, major surgeries. Uh, I think that yeah, that's there's a little bit of fear in there. But If you put in the work and uh, if you are mentally strong, you have to tell yourself every single time, you know, that's where I'm at now. You know, I put in in the work. That's where I need to be. I got my job. I got got the job done and everything. I didn't want everything I need to do. I didn't rush anything. So I'm ready. And, you know, it's going to come back slowly and surely. And you're going to get back to where you were before that even better. And if you work as hard as you, you know, you tell yourself to work every single day you even become a better player than you were before you got injured
0: so I watched a YouTube video of your teammates um I'm sure you weren't the only leader you know but in your own way you seemed like you were a leader from my perspective so what do you have to say about what it takes to be a leader on a team
1: um uh, yeah well I was like, yeah I wasn't the only leader I think you we were four four seniors. And uh, obviously, I think the the experience we had, you know, coming together as freshmen, and having all the guys, you know, telling us uh, kind of what to do, listening to them, and over the years, uh, we knew by then we were seniors was going to be our team. We knew what we wanted. Uh, We talked a lot, we communicated a lot with each other. Uh, I think we leaders is someone that can, you know, communicate and also listen, and you know, I feel like I was shown in every day that. I was a leader, being able to practice every day, uh, being vocal, uh, going 100% showing the way. And just feel like um, just being that guy that, you know, that would put the team back together when we were struggling a little bit, staying positive, um, doing little things, and just being the best person I could be every day. Help out the younger guys, anything, whether it's something on and off the court. Uh, just being available for anybody that, you know, that will that will not talk to me about anything. Uh, I was just trying to be that person that, that was consistent also. So I think being a leader is all those things and ultimately, you have to show it, you know. You have to show it every day that you come and work, every day that you are the guy that uh, also put the team first. And uh, I think all four of us were all on the same page and those guys who are behind us uh, for our lead and that's why we were able to have a, a really, really good um, Senior, senior I had an incredible run, and that's why I made the special.
0: Well, you said um, putting the team first. What does it take to put like the team first? What does that look like?
1: What does it look like? I would say knowing um, what's best for the team, as far as um, knowing your qualities, knowing the, the things you are good at, and the things that all other guys do that you know, putting them in the situation where they can or whatever, score or put them in a situation where they can, you know, feel good and make sure everybody also feels good because I think that's really important. Uh, and uh, I feel like when you play for one another, uh, that makes the team great. Be ready to help each other out. Uh, if you see something that can help your teammate, tell them about it. You know what I'm saying? Like communicate and all these things like putting the team first, like doing everything that needs to be done for the team. And that's why because you always thought us and all the team were on. All the players, they weren't about you know, oh myself, oh I want to do this for myself. I, 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 I was mostly about okay, what can I do for the team? This is what I do really good, so I'm going to do this the best I can do it. You know, every single time I bring what I can do, great. I'm going to do it even greater. Just that's because that's my job, and being able to do your job every single time at a high level is going to help the team, and that's that's the only thing Koji was asking us to do.
0: Absolutely, um, that's real. So. You mentioned consistency. How important is it to be consistent with having those really good positive habits on your team? Uh,
1: um, well, it just it helps you, first of all, because even the good abide bad days, your mindset doesn't change. You're still hungry. You still want to learn. You still want to improve. Uh, I think to our it's, it's, it's a learning process. And being consistent with the energy you bring every day in practice, you know, even after loss. Even after, you know, you guys lost a close game, you know, when really feel like doing it and all that stuff, being consistent shows that you're committed. And when you're committed, uh, it helps the team. It shows that, you know, even if you guys are maybe struggling right now, it's going to get better because the commitment is here. The consistency is here. You know, every day everybody comes to work. No matter what happened yesterday, it's in the past. We learn from it. You're going to watch, film, whatever it is about it today. But after that, you get on the court, we just – Make sure we're consistent. Make sure we bring the same energy we had, and we go hard. If you go out, give it all. It's going to pay off virtually. And uh, consistency. If you are consistent with your with your energy and your uh, and you are relentless with your with your effort, it's going to pay off. There's no uh, there's no way it's not going to. So it always pays off.
0: Nice. My last question I have for you: What makes you undefeated?
1: Undefeated. That's a great question. <laughs> Uh, when we don't lose any games. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know that's not what I mean. <laughs> um,
1: I was I was, I mean I would say two things. Uh the first thing is my mom. My mom because of um I just feel like she was relentless. Uh my parents were relentless. And my mom, also my dad I say my parents, they're both relentless because regardless of what we went through um as far as the family they always figure out a way always figure out a way and uh we went to a lot of me i mean i went went to a lot of stuff as far as my family because I I, you know, I I was i was raised in africa and i moved to france and after france i obviously came to the states but throughout this whole process is that my parents were always relentless they never you know, give up, and they always find a way, somehow, I don't know how, but they always find a way for us to be good, good enough for the, you know, the most important things, and that, to me, uh, is what really uh, kept me going, and my faith, my faith in um, faith in myself also, but just believing that it's, it's the reason why I'm here. And I am here to have an impact somehow. I don't know what it is, but I'm here to like have an impact on whoever's around me. I'm here to help. I'm on Earth to help. I'm on Earth to uh, be a positive um, voice, or just be positively, regardless of you know what's going through in my life. And uh, I just feel like there's something great out there for me. I just don't know what it is yet. And that always kept me going, regardless of the struggle and just seeing my parents always figuring out a way to make sure we are, you know, good. Uh, to me, it's like, I, if, whatever I'm going through, I feel like I can't figure it out. There's always, it's gonna be all right, no matter what it is, there's always gonna be a solution. And just seeing my parents having to, especially when I'm having to deal with that and finding a way, uh, regardless of what's happening, to me, really helped me in the times when I wasn't, you know, or happy or when I was kind of sad or down, it would help me just knowing that yeah, there's, there's, a, there's, a, purpose for me, there's a purpose for me out there. There's, I don't know what it is, but there's something greater coming up. You're going to bounce, there's something greater coming up because I always have bounce back. There's always something that happened. I felt like, you know, maybe when I was down, I could be down for a little bit, but I always bounce back. And I try to have the same uh, positive thought, uh positive mindset every single day, every day, to tell myself, you know, this is, I mean, everything is great. You know, every, life I'm having is great it's nothing we to complain about and obviously the, the experiences the people's experiences that I've that I've met uh, that I've uh, that I've um, created a friendship with and uh, all these things are overall just really really kept me going but I would say my parents for the most part because' an early age I saw them trying to figure out a, a way for us to, to to stay together and to, to make sure we are, we are safe uh, no matter where we are
0: your story has so much power and it was very very inspiring um thank you will
1: no problem thank you for choosing me (laughs) for sure